Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Tuesday, January the 17th. Thank you for listening to AFR. Well, I've got uh, three other fellers here in the studio with me today. Ed Battagliano. Hey, good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Good morning. Good to see you, Tim. And Chris Woodward. Good morning. We technically have Brent Creeley as well. Well, but, true. You know, Brent, our, just just technically. Can, can you technically just can you just technically be here? Uh, Brent's our producer. He runs the board yeah. for us, the control board over there for he us. He can control the sound of my voice. Yeah. Went to the doctor this morning for yeah. physical. Do they even call them that anymore? I don't know. Anyway, your annual checkup. You used yeah. to call it physical. When you yeah. played sports, you played sports. And- so uh, he went over the kind of diet he re- he recommends for healthy diet, not, yes. not lose weight diet necessarily. So it's heavy vegetables and fruits and grains and Mediterranean type thing. Oh, you ever listen, heard that? that's, that's you're essentially big on that. my diet. That's where you came vegetables from. That's where your people are from. Yeah. <laughs> the Mediterranean. The Italians. Right. Huh? That's right. And so Greeks, big, my big. mom's side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yes, sir. Uh-huh. And I, and I am going to try to. Oh, yeah. I, I don't eat terrible, but, you know, right. I don't concentrate on all those things like yeah. he was talking about. So it's. Uh, I went right to my car where my sausage, <laughs> where my where my sausage and egg biscuit was waiting on me that I'd bought before I went to see the dog. And I thought this is just wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. No, Tim. No, it's I right. think it's right. <laughs> and if and if uh, and, and what is that song? If I, if I got a, if I can't be right, yeah, that's if, Barbara Mandrell. Yeah. That's kind of a bad yeah. song, but anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm kind I, of promoting I, adultery. I, I will. Anyway. Oh, well, then I don't. I, uh, forgive if me. Love and right. I don't want to be wrong. That's yeah, what she said. I, I did tell uh, my doctor last yeah. time I had the checkup. I said because uh, he used to give me the same same right. spiel, right. and uh, and I told him I said, look, doc, I got to tell you. You may not know it, but I do have washboard abs. I just happen to have a load of towels in there right now. So you cut me some slack. When I lived in Birmingham, uh, there was a radio ad one time for this liposuction type business. Right. And you know how oftentimes when it's a radio ad, they'll mention what they're located next to. Just to give you an idea of what they're located next to, right, if you're looking for it. And no joke, it said, we're located next to Full Moon Barbecue. And I always thought that was weird. Like, you could go, you know, knock out a couple of sandwiches and then have it all sucked out. Liposuction. Mm. You know, I got a really good shop back. I wonder if that. Uh, It's not the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, me. Uh, Well, you you started this. Well, you do have to go through life balancing taste versus health, don't you? Right. You do. You have to live. Yeah. Yeah. You got to live. You who said one time, you said. No, it was Rusty Benson, yeah, right, who right. used to work here yeah. uh, uh, on the uh, at the AFA Journal, good good friend yeah. of all of ours. He told me one time, he said, it's the same kind of thing. You got to balance taste versus health. He said, I don't want to spend my whole life following all those nutrition rules just to live an extra three years in the nursing home. <laughs> 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 so, ah, you know, that sounds like that. Yogi Berra something, <laughs> yeah. philosophy. That's a, that's a good point to just think yes. about. Ponder. That's it right. Ponder that. I pondered it <laughs> at <laughs> Full Moon Barbecue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
tell you know tell our folks uh, before we jump into the issues, Ed, uh, the uh, preborn campaign we got. Yes, going on all here. week on American Family Radio, folks. If you've been listening uh, yesterday and today, you know we have, and I, I say we, American Family Radio, has joined with Preborn. Uh, it's an outstanding ministry that supports hundreds of crisis pregnancy clinics across the country. And what those clinics do is they provide free life-saving services uh, to women in crisis who are pregnant. Uh, One of those life-saving services is a free ultrasound. And the Ministry of Preborn is the direct competition to Planned Parenthood. And so what we are asking people to do is if you can give $28 that will provide through preborn one woman seeking an abortion a free ultrasound that gives the mom the opportunity to choose her baby uh statistics show that when uh a mom who is expecting hears the baby's heartbeat and sees the baby on an ultrasound 80% of the moms choose to keep their baby so for $28 through preborn, you can provide one woman seeking an abortion a free ultrasound. The number to call if you would like to give through American Family Radio to preborn, this number, 877 616 2396. That number is 877 616 2396. If you want more information about preborn, and this campaign this week with American Family Radio. Or if you'd like to donate online, you can go to AFR.net. How much are we asking? Well, $28 provides one woman a free ultrasound. Obviously, uh, $140 would provide five free ultrasounds. So you can give as much as you want. But $28 is the, the minimum we're asking because that would provide a, a pregnant woman one free ultrasound through uh, a local pregnancy. What's the phone clinic. number to, to make that donation? To it is that and- 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. Or you can donate online at AFR.net. Yeah, we don't join with a lot of other groups, uh, you know, <clears throat> with various and campaigns, but we really believe in preborn. Right. And so we've, we've been working with them for years and years. And, and, and you know, uh, we just had the, the great news last year, the Supreme Court ruling, right. sending the issue of abortion back to states. And there have been some real battles, and there will be real battles state by state politically. But the church still <clears throat> needs to be concerned about the issue of abortion. And this is one way to help decrease abortion, give these women a a glimpse of the life that is growing inside and we can do that doesn't matter what the laws are right right that's ministry yes right all right you're listening to today's issues you can watch the show on facebook if you want to just type in today's issues today's issues we live video stream the show there or and we post the stories that we discuss at our today's issues facebook page and uh, you can also use our streaming service here, our live video streaming service, streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net, that's our streaming service that we own and operate. Check that out, and you can t- go there right now. Christopher, what's on the uh, top of the agenda this morning? Well, President Joe Biden yesterday was at an event that was supposed to be in honor of slain civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Uh, And Biden, while he was on the podium, uh, took the opportunity to 
you know, mentioned Dr. King, but also uh, he went on to badmouth what he called fiscally demented Republicans Mm -hmm. and uh, also uh, talked about anybody that, you know, wants to own a gun, taking over the government and things like that. All of which I would argue are things not to bring up at an event honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But nonetheless, I do have a little bit of audio here. Uh, let's begin with this one. It's, just a little it, bit, though, right? It's just a little bit. Okay. I don't want to do too much. I right, neither do we. That's my country song. <laughs> it's just a little bit. Um, we're going to do uh, clip three here. I'm going to get assault weapons banned. I did it once. I'm going to do it again. There's no social redeeming value. Deer aren't wearing Kevlar vests out there and ban the number of bullets that can go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. Think about the rationale for this. It's about money. The weird thing that stood out to me when I was watching this and I heard his comments is, you know, Dr. King is known, well-known for being somebody that advocated nonviolence to bring about change. And here you are talking about violence and overthrowing the government. It it, it sounds like to me he's talking about that's what his, quote, right-wing friends want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to need bigger Uh bigger, uh, ammunition than uh, a few guns. Well, it It, it, it was strange. It is a strange comment because – is, is, I was trying to remember in that clip. Did he mention nuclear weapons too? Because in in no. his speech he said you're going to need AR. I mean you're going to need F-15s and nuclear weapons. And I thought, are you are you? Did you just say that the federal government would be willing to use F-15s and nuclear weapons against its own people? It seems like. It. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just it's a bizarre thing to bring up. Do you notice the way he's uh, his his speech is going down steadily? Mm-hmm. Did you see? Did you? The energy level is just, yeah, very weak, and also it just he just slurs and stammers and is incoherent. Uh, yeah, you can sort of piece together kind of what yeah. he's trying to say most of the time, but but it's just uh, I, I don't know if how much longer. It, I I got to see some of that speech yesterday. <clears throat> some are commenting that watch the whole speech. He he barely mentioned MLK at all. He went and then he is wa- that right? He wandered away from the podium. He started talking about his economic record and how the millions of jobs he's created. So he's off script. Mm-hmm. He's totally but, off script. Right. And I'm not sure whether uh, it was kind of deliberate because he doesn't want to talk about the documents uh, that scandal that's going on right now. But he just blathered on and on and on. And I mean, obviously. What you just heard was not scripted. Mm. It, it, it's a man who's living in a world in his mind. Yeah. And uh, That's it, why. It, it had to be embarrassing for his handlers that were there yesterday. Yeah, because he was there to honor uh, yes. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s memory and legacy. Yeah. That's all he should have talked about. He should have st- stayed straight on a speech yeah. about that and, and, uh, and let that be it. But this rambling about various and sundry issues and topics and... Uh, also, he says something about uh, black people pay more for car insurance than white people do. Did you hear that one? I don't. Or was have that, that two one. days ago? Was that an Ebenezer Baptist Church? In it might have been. Mm-hmm. That was strange. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, and you. He's talking to the black folks in the audience. You pay more for car insurance than I do because you're black. 
and it was the weirdest. Well, I, I I would say if if that's the point he made, it might very well be true that your car insurance is more expensive in a big city. I think there's more accidents in a big city, more more crime. More yes, there's a, there's an explanation for it. It, yes. it isn't racial bias, right? I just think it's because. There are a lot of black people who live. But he said it's racial bias. Cities. Yeah, he said it. Could. Well, that's explanation on the left for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just it was really. I, I just think he's going downhill fast. Yep. <clears throat> and then he's got these scandals that are coming daily. Uh, I, I, this is again why I think he's he's going to be booted out by the Democrats. Yeah. And uh, because they know he can't win in 2024, and they got to get rid of him as soon as possible. That's my view. Well, something else that doesn't work well for this president and his administration, you remember how when he was entering office, he talked <laughs> about he was going to be Mr. Unity. I'm going to be the president yeah. for everybody. It's not red states or blue states. It's the United States, things like that. But then he goes on at this event again, which is supposed to be honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and he talked about his fiscally demented uh, Republican colleagues, clip one. We're going to talk about big spending Democrats again. Guess what? I reduced the deficit last year. But so what? These guys are the fiscally, you know, they're fiscally demented, I think. They don't, they don't quite get it. You, know, you notice everything now is, is, uh, he loves that is I. Oh. I, I reduced the deficit. I, uh, I did this. I did that. I did this. He loves whispering. He's been doing that for a long time. Yeah. He'll whisper into the mic. I, I did this. I don't know. And I would just say this, this is going to probably strike some of our listeners as being a little mean spirited. I, I, I'm not trying to be mean spirited here, but if you're having the kind of troubles he's been having for the last two years, you do not mention the word demented. Okay. <laughs> About your opponents. Because, because we're all thinking the same you, thing. Because we are. <laughs> when we're here, you say the pot black. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anything else along? Well, yeah. We from can that stellar speech. I do want to <laughs> include want to response from Republicans when it comes to them being quote fiscally demented. Uh, we have now Indiana Congressman, now U.S. Senate candidate Jim Banks, responding to those remarks. Clip two. It's shameful that the, this guy would use MLK Day. To lie to the American people, there's never been a president in American history, along with his friends in Congress, who have spent more money than this president has over the last couple of years. There you have it. Yeah, if we're going to talk about demented policies and throw that word in there, uh, the left has been on a huge spending. And and I'll say Republicans have helped that along as well. The government has been spending a lot of money. Absolutely. Part of the reason why we are in debt is because they've had the opportunity several times to decide things, and they often overspend. Yeah. Maybe not as much as liberals, but they do. Well, and yesterday, as part of that speech, I may have mentioned some moment ago, but he talked about he created 11 million jobs. He did not. <laughs> I mean, the reality was he came into office after most of the country was shut down because right. of the pandemic, and Businesses began to open up again, and people went back to work. But he's saying he created those jobs. Uh, I mean, I know all of these are White House talking points right. for the for the president, but I think the reality was yesterday, my impression was he knows he's in deep, deep trouble with these documents. He knows, he knows that the, you know, Merrick Garland pointed out that the man broke the law. When he announced Garland did the other day, the special counsel, 
Garland said these documents were in unsecured locations. That, by definition of the law, Jonathan Turley has pointed out, by definition of the law with classified documents, you've broken the law. If your classified documents are in an unsecured place, you've already broken the law. So this man has broken the law. He was responsible for those documents. And and the White House, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, I'm not sure if there's a parking lot in that little brain, an empty parking lot, or she is just doing talking points. But she has gone out there ever, ever since this story broke. She says, yep, the investigation's all over. And then we find out a few hours later, oh, we found something here. The other day, was it last Thursday or Friday, she said, the investigation's over. It's Thursday. Thursday, was it? It's all done. We wake up Saturday morning. Oh, we found five more documents inside the house. And here's the other thing. Where's the FBI with this? These are Biden lawyers. Again, Jonathan Turley and other uh, legal experts are saying it shouldn't be. Biden's lawyers have absolutely no right to touch those documents. Once you have a document that's classified, no one touches those things. Let me ask you this. If you had a uh, service member, a military member, who was found out to be uh, mishandling classified documents, say mm. took him home, took them home with him, mm-hmm. and and they had been there for a while, would his personal lawyers be able to come over and just search through the house, see what they, else they could find, or do you think the FBI would be there to... Uh, search the house immediately. If no, was- this, is, well, this is one of the strangest aspects of this story, it, we, which you mentioned yesterday. Why are the lawyers doing this? Why are the lawyers searching his house mm-hmm. and the premises for these documents? I would think that they Where's would. Where's the FBI? I would think FBI or the National Archives was uh, talking to uh, former President Trump about getting those documents back. Maybe they come in and, and, and get them. I, I don't know, but it shouldn't be his lawyer. Yeah, listen, the, the, the documents that Trump had at, at uh, Mar-a-Lago were in a secure area. And they even had the Secret Service guarding the compound, yeah. uh, his home, all the time. It was just an argument about what do you give back and what do you keep, right. I understand it. But it wasn't like they were just uh, available for anybody and everybody. Right. With Biden, these things are... Uh, at the found in, in two, two different locations, right? Two or well, three. And now it's four. It's four batches, hmm. right? I'm not sure if it's two different locations. So nobody, but nobody it is two different we, locations. You know, and how can they say, well, the the investigation for classified documents is over when they, as to Brad's point, they keep popping up every couple of days? How, how do you know they're over? The other thing is, I, I keep hearing saying, well, it was inadvertent and uh, and and. Uh, Unintentional, and I'm going, how do you know that? Right. Uh-huh. Or, how do you or know does it matter? Why would it matter if it's uh, an advantage? Yeah, and some of the liberal media keeps saying, well, it's not as bad as Trump. That's what they want to go. That's their default. Not as bad as Trump. Well, you know, it's like we said yesterday, really, Trump doesn't have anything to do with this. Well, besides, pre- these are all questions which uh, – uh, for, for which I have no uh, legal answer because I'm not a lawyer. But with the Mar-a-Lago raid, President Trump's argument was, I was president. I declassified them. Remember, that was the yeah. – I don't know whether that's completely true or what the process is for that. But he said, I declassified them. The vice president 
doesn't have that authority as far as I know. So because this happened prior to the Biden presidency. Yes, mm-hmm. he oh, was yeah. vice president when he grabbed yeah. these or somebody grabbed them on his behalf or whatever. Well, yeah. and just stop and think about this. These documents at Mar-a-Lago were found just a few months after President Trump left the White House. These documents have been sitting in these locations since 2018. Right. Yeah. Years. And by the way, at that Delaware residence, guess who else lived at that residence while these documents were sitting there? Could it be Hunter Biden? Son Hunter Biden. We know some of right. these documents, these <clears throat> these documents were dealing with Ukraine. So right. this this is this is 10 times worse than anything Donald Trump did. 10 times at least. And because Hunter Biden the suspicions are was involved with businesses that energy company in Ukraine. Yes. Burisma, I think, is it? And so for documents about Ukraine to be in the Biden household. Yes. Where Hunter Biden had access to him. You go. Hmm. And they weren't well, in a secure place inside the house. They're in the garage. And as some others have pointed out, this doesn't even touch the millions and millions and millions of yes. dollars that the communist Chinese gave to the University of Pennsylvania yes. and, and this center that, uh, whatever it was called. The, the Penn Biden Center. The Penn Biden Center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that are being raised right there. Well, there's no telling yeah. where they're going to be finding more documents if they continue to look. You know, does he Who's looking? stuff them inside a box of lawyers? Like charms? What or? kind of lawyers are these? Hey. You send the lawyers. Uh, hey, uh, do you imagine... What kind of meeting took place between Biden and this is what's so bizarre and unexplained yet. What kind of meetings took place between Biden and his lawyers? Hey, boss, uh, we're going to go over to your house uh, up in Delaware. We're going to look for some classified that's, that's, uh, classified papers. So you you want to give us the key or you want us to use the code? So so that right there, what you just said, yeah. now, it's tongue in right. yeah. You know, yeah. this begs for a little bit of right. humor, but I want to know. What triggered right. the lawyers going to look right. in the first place? Right. Is is it that somebody stumbled across these classified documents, contacted Biden's <clears throat> lawyers right. and said, Hey, I was I was looking for I was looking for the wiffle ball bat in the garage. We were gonna <laughs> play in the backyard and I saw these documents, right. these boxes, it says classified, you better get over here. And then right. the lawyers go and they go, well, we, we, gotta, we need to go over there and get them. And then we need to look around to see what else is here. What initiated? Yeah. That? I don't know. It's strange. It's like somebody said, we're, we're, it's like we're reading a novel and we have to start in the middle. Yeah. 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 You know, we don't know the, we don't know the, uh, how well, it's all I, I, I'm, I'm sure. That, that Green this... Jean-Pierre today. Yeah. She didn't have a press conference yesterday. No. Right. Bless her. Yes. <laughs> She she will refer you, Ed, <laughs> to various and different departments of the federal government so that you can call them and get the elevator music as you wait for a receptionist to. Uh, Who will tell me that we don't comment on ongoing investigations. Right. Bingo. You know, we talked about Corrine Jean-Pierre right. and her job description. We right. talked about this yesterday. And, and her job description is to represent the Biden administration right. to the media and at least have talking points. Right. Her job is not to tell the journalists who are inquiring which department to call. They can do that on their own. They can Google that. Right. Her she's job a, is to interact. She's Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's what From, she is. 
from is it Laugh-In or what was that? I think that was Laugh-In. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really where, the where she's the operator that just yes. uh, refers you to different telephone numbers. That's yes. what John Kareen John Pierre does. Today she'll be. I refer you to the Department of Justice. I refer you to the White House Counsel, uh, President Texas. Seriously, uh, and you know what would be funny if she got up and said, "You know what? I'm tired of this." Here's Hunter Biden's cell phone number, people. <laughs> Call him. I'm tired, of an- I'm tired of answering for him. Okay? We'll be back in a minute. So they asked me to enter my email address. And the next thing I know, I start getting emails from companies I never even knew existed. What's up with that? Here at the American Family Association, you have our word that we won't give away sell, or lease your email address to any other organization or company. We're thankful when you take the time to subscribe to AFA Action Alerts, One Million Moms, Engage Magazine, or any of our other online newsletters. Ever wanted to take a tour of somewhere you've always desired to see, but you didn't want to work at putting the whole thing together? Well, guess what? Problem solved. If you've been wanting to go to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., but you don't want to have to map out everything and plan everything, we've got it all solved for you. Our spiritual heritage tours, all you got to do is show up and get on the bus and have a smile on your face. That's all you got to do. And the rest is taken care of. In June and September, we'll see our nation's capital together. Believers and listeners from all over the country. The website for the dates, the cost, and everything you need to know about these two trips in June and September is spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. We also go to Colonial Williamsburg and Jamestown in September. Spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, My goal as a teacher is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Robin Strader was a nurse practitioner for CBS Pharmacy in Texas for more than six years. She was good at her job, not a single complaint. But Ms. Strader was fired, and now she's filing a federal lawsuit. First Liberty Institute is representing Ms. Strader, claiming she's been the victim of religious discrimination. During her tenure at CVS, she was allowed to use a religious accommodation to avoid prescribing people contraception. Whenever someone came into the CVS Minute Clinic in Keller, Texas, she would refer them to another nurse practitioner. But in 2021, CVS changed its policy and announced they would no longer honor religious accommodations. First Liberty says drugstores like CVS have no right to order Christians to violate their religious beliefs, especially on life issues. My recommendation? Get your prescriptions somewhere else. I'm inviting you to stand with Israel. I'm leading a trip in November to the Holy Land. If you'd like more information, visit ToddSterns.com. Beloved, we are now children of God, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when Christ appears, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as Christ is pure. 1 John 3, 2 and 3. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. Tim, Ed, Fred, and Chris. Uh, we're with you today here on AFR. We were speculating, oh, Fred, you were speculating on why uh, the, how or why the Biden uh, classified document scandal started or what, we, what initiated we, we, it? We know the date. November 2nd is the date that we have been given about the awareness of these documents. By the White House? By the White House. What we were told first was that AIDS had gone to this Penn Biden Center office in Washington, apparently to clean it up and to wrap things up there. And so they go into a closet. We're told they're in the initial documents were in a closet. That's when they found the initial documents. These are AIDS. Yes. That's how they were identified as yeah. AIDS, not lawyers, AIDS. All right. So uh, it lends one, okay, what was the next step? Assuming these aides went to the president and said, we found these documents. Or probably chief of staff or chief somebody. Chief of staff or somebody. There was a communication line after that event, November 2nd. One has to assume, because we were told by Karine Jean-Pierre that the president has been handling these things right. You know, the the authorities were, ident- were uh, notified about this. Okay, so this is November 2nd. So within a matter of days, apparently the FBI knew about this. So somewhere in that communication, someone suggested you may want to check the garage at the Delaware residence because we think there's some boxes there. Now, I'm, I'm just speculating here. Okay? No, because they won't give the answers to these questions. They won't give the answers to these questions. But if I was a reporter... Going, uh, Karine Jean Pierre is going to have this briefing today. I would ask her, when did you first hear about this? I want to know. The next question is well, if you knew about this, why wasn't the public told that there is a search on for these documents? And why did you wait until after the November election? Who made that decision to keep this information under wraps until after the election? And how come the next uh, finding apparently was December 20th, and then we're into January, and now we've had two more events? Who's in charge here? It may be that, it may be that uh, they tried to keep it under wraps, but somebody in the media, the Republicans, found out about it, and especially with the Republicans taking over the House of Representatives with all the new investigative powers, mm-hmm. maybe, they, maybe at that point they had no choice. Yes. They said, but we can't cover it we up. Can't, we can't we'll get co- we can't more keep, trouble. Yes. Especially uh, right. because we're making such a big deal of Mar a Largo. Yes. And right. that we have a special counsel that has been appointed with regards to that. Yeah. That could explain it. And now, deep dive conspiracy theory, which, by the way, uh, uh, people are, uh, that this conspiracy theory is gaining traction. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is that they, the infamous they, <laughs> They want Biden out. 
Yes. And when I say they, I mean big money Democrats. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe you don't even know their names or faces. They may not even be in the news or in the public eye. But uh, they know he can't win mm-hmm. in 2024. He's going to drag the party down. They're going to lose big time. This is my view. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at that going, we have got to get out of this mess. Yeah. How do we get out of it? Well, you got to get Biden out. How do we get Biden out? He's not going to go willingly. He's not going to go willingly. He thinks he's doing a good job. Right. And furthermore, he's got dementia. And if you ever dealt with dementia people, they can often get stubborn and obstinate. Now, I don't know if he has dementia, uh, <clears throat> medically speaking, uh, but we all know what I'm talking about. Right. The the, uh, the perception is he's, he's not only lost his fastball, he can't throw it all now. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So they're thinking, we got to get him out. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we get him out? He's not going to go. He's not going to go quietly. <clears throat> Kamala's not going to help us. <laughs> right. Uh, she's She's shopping in Paris. But anyway... Uh, so what do we do? Well, we got to have some kind of inside job. How do you do that? Well, let's have so-and-so, so-and-so find some documents, you know, that are classified. And the, uh, now I don't know if they planted them or not, but, uh, now I'm getting, I said deep dive conspiracy yes. now. That's well, what Joe I, Rogan said this. On yeah. His, on his yeah. So there you go. Uh, that, that, I don't know why that isn't plausible that the Democrats would want him out. Now, how they, how how they would arrange this this sort of scheme? They, if, I, if I don't know exactly. If that is, and I think it is plausible that the, the Democratic power brokers do want Biden right out, or they do not want him to run. So I, I don't know whether they would have needed to plant it, but they certainly could be taking advantage of it. This happened. Let's make sure it doesn't get out before the election to affect the midterms. But we will take advantage of this. But you I, I notice there's there's very few leading Democrats coming to his defense altogether. That's right. And the media is starting to poke and prod yes. on this issue. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Well, uh, Sandy Rios has a podcast now with us. It was started early January. And uh, Sandy was on with us in the morning, as you listeners know, for 10 years with Sandy Rios uh, in the morning show, 7 to 8 Central. Jenna Ellis now is uh, in that spot. Jenna's doing an excellent job. Sandy switched over to a uh, podcast, and uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about that. And uh, a article involving Dr. Fauci. You know, We know Sandy loves Dr. Fauci. Well... It's he's Rand Paul's buddy. They're the best of frenemies. Yeah. Uh, Sandy, good morning to you. Good morning, Tim. Hey, could I just uh, add a kind of PS to your discussion about the uh, the Biden papers that were found yes, in the in Biden office as well? Uh, the word uh, uh, in D.C. is that we think Barack Obama's behind this. Uh, and that's the powers that want him out. And that there, look, nobody knows. So I'm not declaring anybody knows. I'm just right. telling you, this is what people are thinking, and that uh, Michelle, they're paving the way for Michelle Obama. That's the word on the street in D.C. So I, um, yeah, and I think it's really very telling that the media is jumping all over this. Uh, it's just too suspicious, and he is just too much of a dead weight for them. Okay, I, I want to just, Bo. I want to say right here and right now. What about what Sandy just said that Sandy, I want to say to you, thank you, because I've been saying for years 
<laughs> years. Yeah. That Michelle Obama coming after you on this one, but go ahead. <laughs> that Michelle Obama yeah. was in the bullpen for a lot of these uh, the establishment Democrats. That she is very popular still. She's an excellent speaker, and for you to say that, mm. I, I know it doesn't vindicate me with Tim, who regularly bashes <laughs> me on this, Sandy. But I, oh, think- voice, I've stepped in it with Tim. Okay, thanks. Well, <laughs> no, I, no, I, listen, uh, uh, listen. Uh, I'm not arguing the popularity of Michelle Obama with the large segment of the American public. Maybe a majority. All right, not not, not and she does have a lot of people who don't like her either. But I'm just saying, first ladies generally are are uh, liked by a majority of Americans. I think Michelle Obama would have been included in that. Hmm. And I'm not saying that that Sandy and Ed are <laughs> bad people. <laughs> I'm just saying I think Thank it's goodness. it's a little nutty <laughs> to think that Michelle Obama who is living the good life with mansions in uh, the vineyards in Hawaii. She's vacationing in the Mediterranean with George Clooney on a yacht. I mean, you think she wants to go run for office or be, be sitting chained in, a, in, a, in the White House? I, I just want to ask right now, okay, and, and we're going to get back to Sandy because yeah. that's what our listeners want. That's who our listeners want to hear. But if this turns out, and if Michelle Obama is actually a player for 2024, I want a gift certificate to Lost Pizza. Okay. Well, all right. Can we? Can we? Well, can we make this a friendly wager? Sure. Same. Same. Back at you. Okay. If Michelle Obama is not yes the a person, player, then I deserve something. Okay. Myself. You, okay. you, yeah, you name it. All right. Okay. okay we'll, and then, and then Sandy just gets to skate. Right. <laughs> well, 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 let me tell you why I think it's possible now, Tim. I, I would, I've argued the same thing that you just said before. Right. The reason I think the things have changed in this regard. You may recall that a long time ago, Barack Obama said, uh, if he could sit in a basement and have, or if he could have everybody do the work and he could just, uh, come out and have the title uh, and he would be president again, but he didn't want to go back and, and do have the grind. He didn't like that, the con, con, right. a confinement of it. Now, uh, Joe Biden has been – he campaigned from his basement. He didn't have yeah, to go out, hardly at all. He does not do anything other than read what's you know on the teleprompter. He, he is traveling you know, and going out and speaking. But, see, um, I think things have changed. We have like a fake president, and we could have a fake female president who could still play on the yachts and do the things she wanted to while – the same people who are running the government right now continue to run it. She wouldn't really be running it, but it's the mission, too. Remember, it's the mission. Michelle is a committed leftist, as is her husband, Barack Obama. It is the mission, as is you know Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. So uh, they, they would do a lot of things to uh, advance their mission, and they smell blood. Yeah. They're really close to taking everything. I also don't think she's smart enough. Michelle? No, I don't think she's smart enough. Well, she's uh, not going to be – she would not have to be, just as Biden doesn't have to be smart. All he has to do is just be a front person while the others run the government, and that's what's happening. Yeah, less people think I don't think Democrats can be smart. Yes, they can be smart, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're moral or wise, but uh, Barack Obama was a smart guy. Bill Clinton was a very, very smart, smart guy. Right. I, th- uh, I think Michelle would be – anyway, th- this is just we'll speculation. See. Yeah, but – 
Uh, all right, so we've got a friendly wager. Yeah, we got a friendly wager. Hey, uh, that's uh, uh, and, and that's that, not gambling. Huh? It's not gambling. It's just a friendly oh, agreement. It's not gambling. Oh boy. No, as is a, it? Yeah, as a Baptist, I don't do games of chance unless we're talking cakewalks. <laughs> right. right. I think this is like doing the stock market right, right here. Yeah. Uh, all right, so um, uh, Sandy, your new podcast started on what day? J- January the 9th. One week ago. One week and a day ago. January the 9th. And if you want to access Sandy's podcast, and they're, we're going to do three or four a week, how many are you going to do? So far, we're doing three. But three, we may do more. Week? I mean, yeah, we're we're starting out with three. They come. They'll be posted Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But of course, they're a little more timeless. I'm not right. doing a, a news digest like I used to do. Right. So it'll be newsworthy, but not necessarily hot off the press. Right. So the advantage, folks, is you can listen to Sandy's podcast on our website, and she does three a week, and then she's not. Uh, she doesn't have to get up at four a.m. to do. <laughs> Right, <laughs> or, or she and she's not uh, on a time schedule. You can do twenty-eight minute podcasts, forty-five right. minute podcasts. You don't have to worry about the time. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Brent, Brent, tell us, uh, our listeners, take them step by step how they can get the well, Sandy's podcast. They can go to afr.net. Yes. Once you go to afr.net, you'll see a tab that says podcast. Click the podcast, and you'll be able to choose any program that we have as far as podcast goes. Sandy twenty four seven will be listed. That's what it's called, Sandy. 24-7. Sandy Rios, 24-7. Mm-hmm. And it's on, take them, uh, one, two, three again, real quick. AFR.net. Right, click. There'll be a uh, tab that says podcast. Click. And then San, uh, search for Sandy, or you'll scroll down and see Sandy. It's a drop-down menu kind of thing, right? Yes, Sandy Rios, 24-7. Gotcha. It's easy, folks. It's easy. Yeah. How about the app, you guys? That's even easier. They download the AFR app. Yes. Uh, they can go to the podcast section and just get it with, you know, very quickly and easily, wherever <clears throat> they are. Yeah, the AFR app, yeah. you can. You travel anywhere you want to, as long as you got high speed internet, folks. The AFR app, we have uh, uh, tens and tens of thousands of people u- using the app daily. All right, so what about uh, what's this uh, Dr. Fauci article I have here in front of me? You're asking me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go yeah, ahead. Set you, it up you, as you want. You know what Edward t- can set it up. Right, do you know what I'm talking about, Sandy? I do. I do. Uh, Chris, I, Chris will set it up for you. Okay, yeah, Chris, you, you set, set it up, up. please. Yeah. Well, well, this I, is on capable. foxnews.com. We'll <laughs> share the up. link for it here in a bit on our uh, Today's Issues page. But uh, Russell Brand, who's an actor and a commentator on all kinds of things, he has a podcast, as do many celebrities now. Very, very smart dude. Yes, he is. A British fellow. Uh, but uh, Mr. Brand interviewed a Fauci whistleblower. Uh, it's Open the Books CEO Adam Andrewski who has exposed what he calls the culture of secrecy that allowed scientists at the National Institutes of Health, where Dr. Anthony Fauci worked for decades, to benefit from over $1 billion in royalties from grants. I have some of the audio here of Mr. Andrewski talking to Russell Brand, clip seven. Secret revenue stream that our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com uncovered, $1.4 billion of these secret hidden third-party royalties over at the National Institutes of Health. The second key is just what you put on the table with the Fauci's. So if if U.S. public health was a game show, if it was a reality TV show, I think we'd have to call it Meet the Fauci's. Dr. Anthony Fauci and his wife, Christine Grady, most people don't know that she was the chief, is the chief bioethicist at the National Institutes of Health. Here's the third key. It is a target-rich environment for waste, fraud, corruption, and taxpayer abuse 
across the entire public health complex. And today we've got some ridiculous examples of just how. Now, that's where it ends there on the video. That wasn't Russell Brand. Brand. That wasn't Russell Brand. No, it was it was Mr. Andrewski talking to Russell Brand. If you were to watch the video that I got the audio. Got you. Nonetheless. And Sandy, you have been on the show a lot talking about Dr. Anthony Fauci, and understandably so. What do you think about this uh, this claim out there that there's a culture of secrecy and Fauci and his wife have been getting money left and right? Well, one thing I would uh, – you know, I've known Adam. It's Andrew Jeske, by the way. He's oh, from Chicago. You. I've interviewed Adam a million times. I know him very well. He started Open the Books in Illinois a number of years ago when I was still on radio there, uh, and he's a real honest guy. So whatever he says, I believe. So he's just investigated where the money's going. And look, this is a this is a, I would just say this is a snapshot of the corruption. So he's quantifying that over a hundred over one billion of the royalties have gone to uh, uh, Dr. Fauci and other people around the NIH, uh, and also then that Fauci developed a, a treatment for AIDS. Mr. Dr. Fauci made his bones over the treatment of AIDS in the 80s. He was like the hero. But now that we've peeled back the layers, we see he's not such a hero at all. He, they were testing these drugs on children in orphanages uh, who suffered so badly. There are photos. The kids would beg not to take this medication. In America? Oh, yes, in New York. You, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has reported on this. I've seen the videos. I played the videos on the air when I was doing the morning show. Uh, the children would beg not to have the medication. It would make them so sick. It had so many horrible side effects. And when they would uh, refuse to take it, they actually did. They start, inserted tubes and force-fed them. It, it is a nightmare thing. And that's now we know what Dr. Fauci was actually doing. Now, I don't know. I'm assuming one of his miracle drugs, I'm being facetious, for AIDS was tested on these kids. But apart from that, he got personally made now this sounds like small potatoes to me but uh, Andy reports that he got like $45,000 uh from that little uh from that uh, grant or some money related to that development of that m- m- vaccine but here's the deal he turned around and spent 32 billion dollars worth of grants uh to about 54,000 healthcare entities across the United States uh to promote his own uh his own patent which of course enriched him and I want to tell you also, uh, these guys, Dr. Fauci, uh, if you Google him and patents, he has pages and pages and pages of patents on the things he's developed. He's made money, I guarantee you, hand over fist, uh, through his, uh, through his uh, position uh, as the head of the National Institutes for Health. Um, he, uh, he's enriched him. So is his wife. You know, She's part of it, too. So Andrew, Adam is just pointing out a very small part of this. It sounds huge to us. But trust me, there's a lot more where this comes from. Mm-hmm. Just corruption so, yeah. in every single yeah. way. So, and it, the thing of it. Just, just so we understand kind of how the money flows here, the NIH gets taxpayers' money. They turn around and give out grants. According to this story, $32 billion worth of grants. With a B? Yes, $32 billion. Okay. So they take this taxpayer's money and then they give grants to various entities. And what I'm reading in this, Sandy, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, there are kickbacks that come back from these entities that are getting these taxpayers' money from the NIH. Am I tracking here the right way? You are. And we could add to that, Fred. That's why, let's see if I can explain this clearly. 
uh, during, well, say for COVID, we'll pick out COVID. That's why during the COVID uh, issue that started in 2020, no one who didn't support the party line on COVID was getting any money. Uh, Dr. Fauci has not just controlled the money, but he has parsed it out to researchers, scientists, doctors, entities, medical uh, organizations who will go along with the party line. And if they won't, they don't get it. So it's been like an extortion. It's really, uh, it's really so corrupt, it's unbelievable. If you wonder why your local hospital and uh, your, your local doctor even, I'm not saying he got a check, but I'm just saying uh, it was all, I can't say that. Uh, but I would say that they had there were benefits to them. Hospitals made money in the billions uh, through the COVID I- issue because they, if they went along with the NIH protocols, the CDC, they got hundreds of thousands of dollars for using for using ventilators, uh, for giving remdesivir. It is so corrupt. It's like just and Dr. Fauci, you know, uh, I could and I've said this before publicly, and I'll stand by this. He could very easily be compared to Dr. Mengele who was the uh, the experimental experimental doctor for the Nazis. He did such horrible things to people along the way. The gay community is beginning to understand this uh, in terms of AIDS research. Uh, but now we're learning more about it too. So uh, he has enriched himself while harming millions of people across the globe. Well, and, and, um, and so th- this is, I- I'm not sure why this is allowed, but it seems to me this is a, I know this is shouldn't even have to be said. This is kind of one of those duh moments, but... You should not be allowed to be in a position like Dr. Fauci, former director of the National Institute of uh, Allergy and Infectious Diseases, uh, as well as his wife, you know, working uh, with the National Institutes of Health. You shouldn't. It's a clear conflict of interest. You should not be able to use taxpayer money to promote a drug for which you have a patent. Right. I mean, isn't that what he did? No, yes. Well, and also to force people to use it. Like, yes. if he's got a, a like a, a financial interest in the uh, in the uh, shot, the COVID shots, and I can't say that he does. I don't know. I'm not ready, prepared to talk about that. But I bet we could find out easily. Uh, but I mean, this like this drug, these patents that you're yes. you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. They the, make he, tons he, of money personally. He, he makes money. But then uses taxpayer money to promote the use of those drugs for which he has a patent. I, I, I it's it, it boggles my mind that that is allowed. That 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 clear conflict of interest is allowed. And I know it's the medical community, and maybe they have a different set of rules and regulations than people who are in politics. But you you sh- you know I, I can't imagine someone being on the Armed Services Committee and uh, okaying government contracts for a missile system for which the members of Congress sitting on the committee uh, get get money. It's funny you should say that, Ed, because that's exactly what they do. Yeah. We have a completely corrupt Senate uh, Foreign Relations Committee for that very reason. The military, I, I, look, I love the military, so I have to separate my love of military, my family, my roots down deep with it, uh, to people who are corrupt and have made tons of money, and they have corrupted that committee. That committee has been one of the most corrupt in the Senate for decades. So they, they do exactly that. This is like modus operandi. This is the way things happen in D.C., and this is why our country is in the trouble it's in. We have a breakdown of, uh, of, of honor, a breakdown of honesty, a breakdown, a lack of love for country, a, a self-serving set of congressmen and senators, not all of them, of course, 
but by and large, they've kind of taken over the majority, and that's why we are in the position that we're in. And now we have a president who's known for that. President Trump, you can say a lot of things about him, but he wasn't this. His net worth has actually gone down. It's shrunk right. since he was president. So he did not enrich himself through his service. Uh, but uh, you can't say the same for Joe Biden and his family. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, listen, for more, uh, you got, uh, is it today or tomorrow you have your next uh, podcast released? Today, go, uh, today goes out. It's going to be uh, Gordon Chang. We talk about the COVID outbreak in China, how many people are dying, what's going on with that. We also talk about uh, the uh, fact that the University of Pennsylvania persuaded the FBI to stop their investigations into China and its influence on college really? campuses, paid University of Pennsylvania $50 billion, $50 billion, $50 million, I'm not sure, one of the B or the N, they're so close now, uh, to, to, uh, to set up this Penn Biden uh, operation, and that's where some of those uh, classified documents were found from Biden. Uh, and it was University of Pennsylvania and the Biden Center that persuaded the FBI to, stro- to drop to drop their investigation of China on this issue. So we'll talk about wow. that, too. Okay. Well, that's uh, Sandy's podcast on our website and on our app, American Family Radio. Check it out. Hey, Sandy, thanks so much. And My pleasure. Have a good day, okay? Hey, yeah, you guys, too. Nice to talk to you. Okay. Nice to talk to you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sandy Rios. Sandy's got a podcast three times a week now. You need to access it, listen to it, and it's only available at our website. Go to AFR.net. AFR.net. As Brent said, go to the podcast uh, icon. Click there, and you'll find Sandy's podcast, as well as a lot of our shows are podcasts there on on that site. Okay, uh Chris, we just, from the bottom of our heart, we want to thank you so much for your contributions this hour. I'm going to go have some barbecue. You, you go have some barbecue. <laughs> and then have it sucked out. You only live once. <laughs> <laughs> you only... A little what? liposuction on the side. <laughs> Eat the fat, drink the sweet. All right. <laughs> it's right there in the bottom. Need, Nehemiah 810, King James Version. <laughs> all right. He'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.